Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome back to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. It has been a little while. I have been uh, traveling the world. I know many listeners, uh, we would have met up in the United States. I had a fantastic visit there. Had two visits there. From memory, we did St. Louis. We did Oklahoma City. I was in Texas. Came home to Australia for a little while. Then back, where was I? Back in... uh, Gosh, I lose track. I I was in Cleveland, where I had a great chance to work with the Youngstown Diocese. And then from there, I ended up uh, in the incredible city of New Orleans. Uh, Absolute shout out to anybody listening from there. That was just such a great trip, such a fantastic city. Beautiful memories from there. We had thousands of teachers in the room that day, which was just brilliant. And then uh, back to Fresno, California and uh, worked with the teachers there and with parents and then back to Australia and then uh, since I landed in Australia I've been speaking in Tasmania and Melbourne in Sydney it has been a really busy time it's nice now Advent's about to kick off it's the lead up into Christmas and believe it or not tomorrow I don't know when you're going to hear this but tomorrow tomorrow my friend is my 50th birthday if you're hearing this Well, it's the 30th of November today, but if you're hearing this, um, say, a retrospective prayer for me, it's, uh, I feel young, I really do. I got up yesterday, I did a 30k run, Uh, I was in the gym this morning, I I feel pretty young, it's busy, our kids are still young, as many of you know, we've recently had this big diagnosis for one of our kids, which is a life-changing diagnosis, so we're scrambling to manage that, Uh, Karen, my wife's been doing an incredible job. Uh, in my absence, but uh, interesting times for us, but good to be alive, good to be speaking into your beautiful vocation. So now that I'm not in airports and hotels every few minutes, I can uh, get back to the podcast and hopefully just bring you some daily encouragement. And that is the the purpose today. I Recently, a book just arrived from uh, Aidan Nichols, the Dominican scholar, and it's called The Singing Masters, and it's a selection of writings from the Church Fathers of the East and the West. Because, you know, some people, uh, like Karen, for example, my amazing wife, she likes to read John Grisham. <laughs> she likes to read John Grisham, and I'm no one's judge. I don't read John Grisham. I read uh, The Singing Masters. I read uh, direct tr- direct translations of the Latin and uh, Greek and uh, Eastern Fathers, patristics, Patristic Fathers of the Church, and uh, there was a line in it from Aidan Nichols in the preface where he said, you know, if you if you pray the daily office, the divine office of readings, he said, you will really develop an affinity, a real love for the church fathers. And it's something that hasn't been a huge part of my formation. But more recently, I mean, I've been praying the divine office every single day for as many years as I can remember now. But uh, usually doing the morning office and um, usually just so time compressed and time dependent that I haven't really been working through the office of reading specifically. And I started doing that recently and it is a treasure trove. And I thought what I might do from time to time is just share with you some of the insights from the church fathers that have been having such an impact upon me. So let me do that. And all of what I'm doing here is to try and deepen our formation as Catholic educators. You know, I often say on stage that we cannot give what we do not possess, right? If we don't have formation, it's very difficult to give formation. If we don't have a knowledge of the history of the church, the amazing men and women that have been part of this 2,000-year-old tradition, if we don't know our faith 
deeply, then it's hard to, I guess, be passionate and excited about it, and it's hard to really want to share that with our students. So I think what I'd like to do is just share some interesting insights um, over these next few episodes of the riches of the church fathers. So I wanted to share with you something from St. Macarius. And again, when you hear some of these church fathers, you're like, St. who? Uh, St. Macarius. Uh, I, I think from when I was doing my postgrad at the Pontifical Institute, I think... I know I'm wondering if Macarius was related to Macarena the Elder. I don't know, but a um, little bit of Catholic trivia there. I know some of you will just choke on your cornflakes because I got that wrong. But um, listen, St. Macarius yesterday in the Office of, the Re- of Readings was talking about the nature of reality with Christ absent from it. So if Christ is not the center of our lives then something else will be. And again, if you've heard me on stage, I've been recently quoting the uh, philosopher Paul Kingsnorth, and he had a very powerful quote that I'm sharing with anyone that will listen, where he says, there is a throne at the center of the cosmos, and whatever you put on that throne, you will worship it and call it God. And... You know, there's such a a rich tradition, particularly, I guess, in the New Testament. I mean, you you look at the Old Testament, of course, and you've got the Hebrews consistently abandoning the one true God, right? They're constantly trying to put something else on the throne. They're constantly worshipping idols. And then, of course, we think we're very enlightened these days, but the New Testament also encourages us so many times to, to remember that Christ is all in all Christ is the cornerstone there is there is nothing more important than the primacy of Christ in the cosmos in creation in the world in politics in art in religion in education and very much in our own lives so this reading from St Macarius was really talking about using these really beautiful metaphors and images of you know what what life is like if Christ is not at the center. So he gives us this, uh, I'll just read you a bit here. He says, Just as a house which has no master dwelling in it is dark, neglected, and despised, and is filled with dirt and filth, so a soul which does not have its Lord feasting in it with his angels is filled with the darkness of sin, the shame of passions, and every sort of disgrace. So think about that image for a sec. Imagine, I don't know if you ever, remember when I was a kid, I had this friend, uh, Justin, and we must have been maybe 12, maybe early teens, and I remember after dinner one night at his family's house, it was really dark, and, and we went for this walk, and there was this house, and it was on a street called Grimes Street, and I figure if you're going to have a spooky house, it's got to be on the street with the right name, so this was, and it was known in the neighborhood as The House on Grimes Street, <laughs> am I setting the scene here, and this house was abandoned, and it was a good neighborhood in general, but it was just this one particular house, and it looked so spooky. It was just, like, all overgrown, and and I remember that all these years later. And look at this image from St. Macarius here. He's going, you know, imagine a house that's just, like, been abandoned, and inside it there's this dirt and dust and decay and collapse, and who knows what's living under the floorboards. And, you know, that's kind of why we want to be listening to the church fathers and the church mothers, because they just have this, the spirit, you know, the flame of the spirit was just still so burning so brightly in the early church that they're writing in this profound way. And then he goes on to talk about, he said, Alas for the street in which no one walks, in which the voice of man is not heard. It is a lurking place for wild beasts. You know, and it's like, you know, imagine like a, an abandoned town with a street and there's like wild dogs running up and down it. So what Macarius is doing here is constantly giving this idea that 
if Christ is not inhabiting a place or a dwelling, then it isn't neutral, right? It isn't that just nothing happens, that there is no, you know, it's always going to be replaced by something and it's going to be replaced by decay. And so the first, the last quote that I wanted to give you here, which is, uh, it's quite confronting in a sense, but it really ties it up. He, you know, I'll just, he leads into it by imagining he creates uh, an image of a ship at sea, but the, the steersman, the, the pilot, the captain is gone. And it says, you know, alas for the ship, which has been abandoned by its steersman. It is tossed about by the wind and waves of the ocean and perishes. So again, you've got this another image. So we've got a house, we've got a street. Now we've got the ship on the ocean that's been abandoned. And, you know, it's just at the mercy of the forces that surround it. Doesn't that sound like our lives to you? It definitely sounds like mine. I've really noticed in my own personal spiritual life in the last two to three weeks, I've been dealing with a lot of jet lag and just a lot of spiritual, physical, emotional fatigue from the intensity of the last two months of speaking and travel and my body clock being turned inside out on multiple occasions. And, you know, my normal prayer routines took a real hit. And I I can attest to what Macarius is telling us here, that in the absence of Christ dwelling in us, left to ourselves we drift we 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 get overtaken by the forces that surround us so here's the final quote where macarius kind of brings these images together and and applies it to us he says alas for the soul which does not have its true steersman christ in it it lives in the bitter darkness of the sea and is tossed by the waves of passions it is buffeted by the wicked spirits as by winter tempests and finally comes to destruction so I don't know where you're hearing this, but I think I'm actually going to put this on the quote for the daily email. I don't know how many people I'll lose where they'll go, Jonathan, you're meant to be inspiring us. <laughs> Why are you giving us this dark and depressing quote? Because I don't think it is dark and depressing. I think, you know, to point to reality, to point to truth, to point to the way that reality is structured is always going to be helpful for us. So as I always say, what's it got to do with Catholic education? Well, what you need in Catholic education is saints. You know, I always say there's a place for programs, there's a place for systems, but what you need is saints. You you need holy men and women deeply imbued, as St. Benedict used to say, with the spirit of the gospel, who love Christ and have Christ central in their lives. And so I think what I would say to you is that if Christ is central in your life, if he is the steersman, if he is dwelling, if he is feasting in the, the mansion that is your home, your soul, then that's going to affect your teaching. That's going to affect your students. So I'd leave you just with this idea that whether it's a house or a street or a ship at sea or our individual souls, if they are abandoned from the thing that is central to it or they're abandoned by the thing or if they have abandoned the thing that is central to it, then the result is ruin and decay and collapse. So we just... We just need to look at the Old Testament. We need to look at the faithlessness that marks the human condition, right? Like our natural default is to drift back into some form of idol worship. And that idol worship in modern life can be distraction. It can be busyness. It can be it can be uh, ambition. It can be all sorts of different things. I mean, I've lived long enough now to have seen a lot of these things in play in my own life too. Like the longer you live, the more you realize the... The, the the challenges of sin, our own weakness, and just this endless need for grace and mercy and God's presence to be with us. So my friend, do not let the dwelling of your soul be absent today. If you're hearing me, make make a decision in the next 
you know, 24 hours or even sooner, to go and sit in the chapel of your school or to stop in at a church on the way home and just be with Christ and ask him to re-inhabit or to inhabit more deeply the mansion, the ship, the street, the town of your soul. Because, as I said at the start, we cannot give what we do not possess. Okay, We can't give Christ to our students if we do not possess him and have not allowed him to possess us. Okay, that is it. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this and just share this with people. It's always a blessing for you to do that. And if you would like me to come and speak at your school, your diocese, your event, please reach out to me. Just go to the website, jonathandoyle.co.co, jonathandoyle.co. My calendar is already looking really booked, so into 2024 and beyond. So I would love to come and speak. But if you do, if you have an interest in that, what do I speak about? Well, I always tailor stuff specifically to what your school might need but i do just a huge amount of stuff on catholic identity catholic mission catholic purpose for educators a lot of stuff on catholic leadership how we can lead more effectively but anything to do with mission purpose vocation helping catholic educators and leaders really passionately live out this beautiful vision of catholic education basically i am the shot in the arm guy i turn up and i try and encourage and remind people of how special their work is and and help equip them for the journey ahead. God bless you, my friends. Go check out the website. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, J Doyle Speaks. If you use Instagram, I do try and publish there regularly. J Doyle Speaks on Instagram. God bless you, my friend. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll be back on air tomorrow.